Do you, do you happen to have an, a favorite walk, uh, workroom entrance? Um, I always loved how Sasha Velour just walked in and screamed. Because <laughs> I imagine that's what everybody was feeling inside their heart. Should we should we do that now? Three, two, one. <laughs> My that's a, joy, that's a joy for everyone's ears. Welcome, ladies, gentlemen, and everyone else in between. This is not another Drag Race podcast. It is yet another week of RuPaul's Drag Race UK season three. And, oh, oh my God. I'm so keen for today's very special guest. It's her first time on the pod. She is not only a incredible drag superstar, she is the uh, creator of The Yummy Show, the award-winning Yummy Show. Thank you. And yes, exactly. And uh, if you aren't following her on Instagram and following her incredible career, which has just taken off like a fucking, or what takes off, a firecracker? Never done one in my life, but that's, they take off. Yeah. <laughs> that is correct. I can't I can't talk her up anymore. Let's bring in Valerie Hex. Valerie, how are you? Hey, I'm great. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited I, and delighted to be here. I couldn't be keener. I've been like following you since uh, you were recommended as a follower on the podcast by the one and only Miss Connor Curran, uh, aka Creamy Confusion. So you've got you've got fans in high places, that's for sure. Well, that's good. I hope I can um <laughs> dismally fail <laughs> their expectations we'll see we'll see no i think it'll be fine i think uh, especially since i mean my god you've you've been keeping busy even during this horrible horrible time we've been having and you know, I'm, i have been yeah you have like tell us a little bit i was curious um before we get like super into it tell us a little bit about like uh your history with drag uh where you, when you started doing it and what kind of inspires you all that in between like, who is she? Like, who is Valerie? Tell us everything. Who is Val? Well, uh, so my um, background is in dance, in contemporary dance. I trained uh, here in Melbourne at the Victorian College of the Arts. And Ooh. I worked as a professional contemporary dancer for seven or so years. And um, wow. it was really great um, training wheels for me <laughs> because I got... I'd say very used to uh, disappointment and <laughs> rolling around <laughs> on the floor, which is if you're going to have a career in nightlife, those are two things <laughs> that you need to be quite good at. Um, but I, I just, mean, no lies detected. That's right. That's right. I only speak the truth. <laughs> um, I was always really attracted to queer things, ultra queer things, sparkly things, camp things, ridiculous things. And I always felt like I had to kind of hide that light under a bushel a little bit uh, in, in the contemporary dance sector. So I kind of ventured over to the dark side, started doing drag like nine years ago, actually. Wow. It's coming up to a decade, which is redonkulous. But uh, it wasn't long before drag was my full-time gig. And, you know, it went from being like a fun hobby to... I, I got into this show called Briefs and I toured the world with them for a year and I founded my own cabaret uh, called Yummy and then that has been a full-time job for years. You know, we've toured all around Australia, New Zealand, the UK, um, gone to Seychelles in Africa, gone to Berlin in Europe. It's It's been a time. And, um, yeah, now I'm just really focusing a little more on the Melbourne community and yeah. connecting with audiences locally. Oh, that's so great. I can't believe you've lived like more of a life than most of us. And after all of your incredible experiences, here you are on Not Another Drag Race podcast. I mean, what a journey. 
<laughs> my whole life has been leading up to this moment. <laughs> I know you're putting all of our other guests to shame. Holy shit. Let, tell me a little bit about what you were doing during uh, the pandemic. I'm, I'm using past tense were because we are opening up and we want to be positive here on the pod. So uh, during the uh, lockdown times, what kind of stuff were you doing uh, to keep people entertained with the dragness? Well, last year I had a, a heavy regime of meditation and medication. <laughs> <laughs> but this year I really, I stayed working. I was like, you know what, I'm going to do this online pivot and I'm going to do it well and kind of it snowballed like, one thing led to another and people would recommend me within their circles. So when someone was having a birthday lockdown or a anniversary, or they hadn't seen their family in a year and a half, um, I was offering private online bingo, trivia, even dance classes. And um, mm. I had, I did 50 of them. 50. Whoa. Nifty 50. I know I, I literally lost my voice. I had laryngitis. <laughs> From That's nuts. <laughs> I know. My doctor told me I had to rest and I was like, you fool. <laughs> you don't know who you're talking to. <laughs> I wonder how many people he gave that advice to during a pandemic. Like you need to take a break. Mm, do we have a choice? <laughs> <laughs> I know it was, it was topsy turvy, uh, but I was, I was glad, you know, I reckon I would feel the most like sensitive about the world being you know, where it was, or at least Melbourne being where it was on like a Friday or a Saturday night. And then to have like, you know, two or three events that I was hosting, it just kept me focused and busy and it was really social and fun. So woohoo. That's fantastic. I, I got to give it up to literally all the Queens who just kept doing their thing, even when things were closed and we were all stuck in our homes Again, using past tense, I refuse to acknowledge that we might be here again because that's just, uh, I believe in science, people. <laughs> what can I say? But uh, I just, like, I got to give it up to you. Like, you really, to, to do that under the circumstances we were in, no one enjoyed it. No one loved being in lockdown. People didn't like to be able to just be stuck at home, can't work. And so the fact that literally nightlife was gone and you guys still found a way around it, like, well done. I like I tip all of my hats to you, seriously. Thanks, girl. Well, you know what? Um, difficult experiences generate resilient personalities. And I think that's all of us right now. All of us are extremely resilient. We've been through a lot, a hell of a lot, and we're we're still here. We sure as fuck are. I love what a great attitude. God, it's I needed you on the pod today for this bloody great attitude of yours. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> seriously i mean it's been it has been a time and so let's let's focus on the fun shit and yeah. i gotta tell you a great way to start my day today was uh this fun episode of drag race uk it was a good one wasn't it it was better than i was expecting <laughs> yeah well last week's left a, a funny taste in my mouth and this week it was um it was totally sweet i know what was your reaction to last week's shocking uh double or limb well, I thought it was ridiculous and wrong. I, I <laughs> voted incorrect. I wrote a letter to RuPaul that just said incorrect because um, I love Theresa May. I think she is a rare personality to come through and um, she has a great artistic vision. She's really charming. She's got something unique to offer. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, she's wonderful. I was, I thought, you know what, too, too early to see her go. But as always with Drag Race, you know, they're not dead. <laughs> they just <laughs> stop going in this competition that is such a brief thing. Um, so anyone who's listening, go support Charitza May. She's amazing. One, I couldn't agree more. 100% get on Theresa May's new uh, single that she dropped this week. Mm. Uh, just go and follow her, go buy her merch if you're a big fan. And clearly a lot of people are because so many people were just so shocked at her departure at this point in the game. I got to say I was one of them. I really um, vibed with her so much. I think she and Kitty were my absolute favourites of the season. And uh, mm. I, I wish we could see more. I will say, though, sorry, controversial opinion, as stated on the pod last week. Nobody won that lip sync, so it made total sense to me that both of them went. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> well, you you have a rude brain, don't you? Yeah, it's it's. I'll say it again. It's not uh, social media's drag race. It's RuPaul's drag race. So That's our right. opinions mean shit after all. <laughs> it's a real no, it's fine. We can we can kiki and we can have fun, but uh, RuPaul holds the cards in really all of our lives at this point. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, well, Rue's probably got a joker in there. <laughs> turns. Well, I mean, again, this episode was great. And I got to say um, a special shout out to a deep friend of the pod, Tequila Mockingbird, who um, last week gave me uh, a, a nice little, essentially saying she's done with this show. And mm-hmm. she was furious um, only to message me this morning and say, Okay, I'm a hypocrite. That was everything. I wish I could do that. That was amazing. So uh, eating her hat. <laughs> uh, she absolutely loved it and she thinks she would kill it. I got to ask you, I mean, this was a big one. Three runways, essentially a ball. Yeah. And uh, two of those looks, oh no, sorry, one of those looks had to be made based off, uh, well, they call it charity shop, we call it op shop. Um, but also very tight time frame to get ready. 69 minutes because lol. And 60 minutes and then half an hour. It is a tough ask. As a queen of nearly a decade now, how do you think you would do? Hey, any drag queen who is in it for the long haul, I mean, you need to have your, you need to have a quick face up your sleeve. <laughs> you don't want to do it all the time. Like not every day. No. I mean, it's makeup is an art form and you want to, you can't rush beauty. Um, mm. But every queen out there who is a working professional will have had a a really short rushed amount of time to get ready. Um, And you need to be, you know, from when you start your makeup to when you leave the front door, I mean, you need to be able to do that in an hour. So I think, you know, any drag queen who's worth any drag artist who's worth their salt um, should have a quick face up their sleeve. But this was next level quick face i mean the last one i was like i was shocked with how little time they had and you know i was so impressed by uh crystal versace's um commitment to changing her makeup but i thought oh honey you've really made this hard for yourself um you know by changing your makeup because she had to spend so much time on her makeup and didn't Mm. have a whole lot of time for for other things but i i still think she did well but in, in drag and in life, try not to make things hard for yourself because everybody else will do that for you. 
I get, you are coming out with some of the most inspirational statements I think I've ever heard on this podcast. This is now the Valerie Hex show. Uh, <laughs> I can go fuck myself. I'll um, invoice you. <laughs> I'm, I couldn't agree more. I think, um, yeah, I mean, we're going to get into it, but I think um, personally, I think Crystal, she really didn't really do herself a lot of favors with the makeup taking so long, but considering she is Crystal Versace and her makeup look, her, her, her drag look is so crystal at this point it's just you can't fault that beautiful mug of hers and she mm-hmm. really does every single time really turn it so I'm not, I'm not surprised that this was her big issue of the week I also wasn't surprised at some of the queens having a bit of a rough <laughs> a rough approach to uh to the category of fugly but make <laughs> it beautiful um which by the way can we just talk about how RuPaul has just got to make something out of everything fugly in Rue's uh, definition is, friend, you got to love yourself. What? What? I, d- I had a question mark above my head. I thought, huh? Has literally I- anyone in this world uttered that phrase? Never. I mean, th- this was pulled from thin air. And I'm sure RuPaul will be <laughs> releasing a song <laughs> on oh. iTunes called Friend, You Gotta Love Yourself. The new album is coming soon and I guarantee you it's going to be on there. I mean, come <laughs> on. What did she actually, I saw my Spotify recommended she released uh, a new song today and I need to go see what it was. What's it called? This one is called Just What They Want. Okay. So it's not, it's not friend, you got to love yourself, but it's, it's, I'm sure it's going to be as big a banger as blame it on the edit. (laughs) Friend, you got to love yourself. I mean, listen, let's, let's discuss fugly because to (laughs) me, fugly means, can I swear on this podcast? Girl? Yes. (laughs) Fuck yeah. Um, So I always thought fugly was fucking ugly, like a special kind of ugly. Yes. like real bad, not yes. and not just like yuck. That doesn't look good, but that is so bad that it's back to good again, um. <laughs> right? So that and then what did they say? Fashionable ugly. I was like, hmm. oh yeah. I mean, that was it. Was the theme for everything. The first one was, or the first runway was fugly swimwear, which um, I guess was what they brought uh, to the show. So the brief would have been told ugly swimwear swimwear i guess uh mm-hmm. the second one charity shop chic and the third one fugly but fashionable yeah fugly what? but fashionable really i mean it's it's a tough ask i'm not going to lie and i think a lot of them really turned it and i'm sure everyone listening is going to disagree with what i have to say later so prepare for that but um, Ooh. <laughs> I'll see i know i just i live to piss people off that's why i'm here um the first runway, as we said, uh, fugly swimwear, and they had 69 minutes to prepare their look, including all their makeup. Mm. Um, okay, we get it, 69, he, 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 ha, ha. But... With a hair review. <laughs> I just couldn't help. I mean, when it started, I was like, okay, this is going to be great. I'm really excited about this. Cut to literally minutes into the challenge. Girls, all this talk about ugly. Has anyone been trolled online? <laughs> yeah, it didn't seem very authentic, that question. It was Who, kind of like, okay, which producer shouted out? <laughs> Ask about trolls. The, the trauma Olympics never ceases to amaze me on Drag Race. It's literally like they aren't even hiding it anymore. They're literally just like, 
hey, girls, can one of you ask this question and then just talk? Like, I, I understand it's been that way for a while. I mean, God knows. I'm, have you heard the, the Kelly Mantle story from season six? No. Oh, my God. She mentioned on a talk show on uh, Hey Queen that, um, well, of course, Kelly Mantle was only there for like one day. but <laughs> in it for a minute. <laughs> but she made her impact and that's what matters. Um, she was um, doing her makeup uh, before the runway and one of the producers said to her, Kelly, can you ask Vivacious about what it was like uh, growing up in, oh, my God, I forgot where she grew up in, the country she grew up in. And um, Kelly Mantle was like, I'm, I can't, I've got to do my makeup. And the producer's like, no, you have to ask her. And she just said, oh, vivacious. What was it like growing up where you came from? And then they just got into it. And Kelly's like, uh, I mean, I'm listening, but I have to do my makeup. <laughs> it's just, yeah, that's exactly what it felt like. All the girls were like, we have 69 minutes to get ready, but hang on. We also need to talk about our trauma. Like, <laughs> They try to pack it all in. It's like you, you're gonna need a bigger packing brush. <laughs> Truly, I, I it was like this last week when fucking um I think Vanity brought up and everyone was making fun of it. I'm glad it wasn't just us. I think Vanity was the one who said um so Snatch Game was all about acting. Do you guys remember having to act like you were straight? <laughs> yeah, it's it's real pop psychology, isn't it? It's you know it's like sitting on Oprah's couch or something and. <laughs> You know, the, the truth is like trauma, trauma is, is deep. It's real. It's not something that can be solved in one conversation. <laughs> and sometimes it might not be appropriate to bring up really serious, heavy things like that can really trip people up. And, uh, you know, essentially you're exploiting their trauma. Um, but hopefully people are, you know, mature enough and in control enough to um, share only what they feel comfortable with. I mean, yeah, bless all of the exploited trauma that these queens have to go through on this show. Well, it's, you know, I feel like in relation to that question, a more interesting question would be who hasn't had online bullying? <laughs> well, apparently vanity. <laughs> oh, yeah. And Ella Day just saying, oh, I just get like sex pests. Yeah, I want to I'm lick saying, your big juicy cut. ass. Well, well done to you, fucking Ella. Well, it was a bit of a brag, but you know, on your Sonia. <laughs> well, I'm glad they did manage to get their shit together uh, in that 60 minute time period because the first runway was, as we said, uh, fugly swimwear. I was so happy that this week on the runway we have, well, not only do we have three runways, which is fantastic, but we have special guest judge Alicia Dixon who I think most people these days know as a judge on Britain's Got Talent, but to me, will always be one of the members of Mystique. Yes, and also her name is a drag pun. I was like, Alicia Dixon? <laughs> Alicia Dixon? <laughs> it's like, honey, you may be poor, you may be hungry, but Alicia Dixon? <laughs> I'm winning! How did I never know? I never thought about that. <laughs> I thought, oh, who's this queen? Alicia Dixon. Trust you to come up with that. That's great. <laughs> I pick up everything. I no, it was it seriously is um I, it's such a gag to have her because I've I've loved I love Mystique and I think they don't get enough attention. There are a lot of UK girl groups that I love, like Sugar Babes, of course, and Spice Girls is an obvious one. 
um, so much. I've been listening to Spice Girls all week. Yes, they're 25 years old, but that doesn't mean I can't just party in my own apartment to uh, Love Thing, which is one of the greatest songs ever written. Mm. Uh, <laughs> but no, back to Drag Race. Big, big um, fan right here. Oh, my God, work. Uh, girl, okay. We're going to have to get drinks and ask the DJ to play nothing but Spice Girls. I'm pretty sure we can make it happen. Molly's, it's it's going to happen. Yeah. Um, I'm really excited that not only Alicia Dixon is here, but we get uh, three runways this week, as I said. Let's go through these looks because, ooh, I have some thoughts, and I'm sure you do too. First up on the runway for it was Fugly Swimwear was Vanity Milan. Now, she came out in like a yellow, what do you call it? Like, it looked almost like a yellow uh, comforter cut into yeah, a swimsuit. Kind of a quilted one piece with, um, with seatbelt buckles. <laughs> I don't, it didn't really say swimwear to me, so I was a bit confused. I was confused too. I think um, if it were like a straight up swimsuit though, they'd probably read her for being too boring and just popping on a, a literal yellow swimsuit. I got to mm. say, though, as well, the hair, I get what she's going for. It looks like a swim cap with a ponytail coming out of it, but I still couldn't. I still, I just, I, sorry, I couldn't. I'm not living. I didn't think this was anything special. <laughs> okay, blunt, I like it. Um, do you have, I, I will be honest, though, and people who listen to the pod every week know this, I've been been a little rough on Vanity this season because... The wigs, all the wigs, they just. Vanity to me, you know, I am so glad to see her just kill it in this week's lip sync. Spoiler mm. alert, because <laughs> she is she is clearly a performer. I mean, she, and that's when she's in her power. But um, her looks and her makeup, I just feel like I'm looking at a baby queen. Like I, I do, and I don't mean to be harsh, but her makeup, it doesn't even read as drag makeup to me. It, it looks like street makeup. Yeah. Uh, her make, she doesn't push her makeup into like an elevated place. And I find it weird when judges compliment people on like improving their makeup, like on drag race, when it already should be at a high enough standard so yeah i just i feel like her look i feel like i'm looking at a very good baby queen who will be amazing in a couple years but then when you see her perform you're like oh you are powerful you are good you are a good ass performer and everyone else could learn from you so i think that's that's where she brings it yeah i mean look strengths and weaknesses everyone's got them but i could i couldn't agree more i think um uh in terms of makeup she probably is the one who impresses me the least out of everyone there, I mentioned last week, I think River Medway surprised me the most with her makeup ability. She really turned it week after week. And I love River Medway. Yeah. Her yeah. makeup last week was stunning. Mm, her cut was. face was so beautifully done. Um, River Medway is also, I, I also feel a bit like I'm watching a baby queen, but she surprised me time and time again. And I think we're going to see a lot of exciting things from River Medway. Absolutely. Dare I say, uh, International All-Stars Season 2, maybe. <laughs> Here's hoping. Just maybe. Um, next on the runway was Kitty Scott Claws, one of my faves. This swimsuit I really do love. Uh, it is all kinds of patterns clashing together, and it's but it's the wig, the big, big-ass wig with the crimped hair 
that I'm obsessed with. And I, but I think the reason she's calling it fugly is because the, her makeup look and especially the fake teeth are the <laughs> things that make it ugly. Would you like, what do you think? I loved this one. I love Kitty Scott Claus. She is so much fun. You, mm-hmm. you can just tell that if she's at a venue, you're going to have a good night. You know, she does, she brings that a really beautiful energy that, um, is, is positive and she's a really professional queen. Her standard is really high. She's really consistent. I didn't think her look was, was fugly. I was like, oh, this is good. <laughs> am but- I, I was like, am I the only one who thinks these, like it was like cheetah print. It was like um, a blueprint. It was like all these different kinds of things. I'm like, this actually works. <laughs> it does work, but I can, you know, she had, she had the gag with the teeth and she had that crimped 80s hair. So, you know, I kind of imagine this is someone who is, you know, living her best life on holiday in Miami um, and she's surrounded by people who are judging her uh, and who would call her fugly. So if you're, if you're like a Tiffany's girl, you would think that's fugly. But if, if you're us, you would think it's fucking sickening. <laughs> it is pretty sickening. So, I mean, that's why this is such a hard episode to judge. Do we uh, judge them on hitting the brief of fugly or do we judge them for looking great despite the brief being fugly? It's a tough brief because, yeah, you're like, okay, the theme is fugly, so how do you make it look good? But I think there were some people who really shone through and did just that. Yes, exactly. Do you by any chance have anything in your uh, drag repertoire that you would consider to be a fugly look that you could do for this? Hell yeah. Um, you know, there are, there's, there's good taste, there's bad taste, and then there's something that's good because it's bad. Right. Um, That's a third taste. That's, you know, it's the the aesthetics of camp. Right. And, um, I, yeah, I've got some weird fucked up kind of toddlers and tiaras pageant shit that, (laughs) that just makes kind of makes you cringe and um before at the same time and it's fun that's like the power of drag baby oh my god absolutely i look forward to seeing this live (laughs) (laughs) um a queen that i probably won't get to experience live unless i go to the uk is scarlet harlot she a lot of my guests have not been vibing with scarlet harlot and apparently the internet love i'm on the internet's fucking stupid but uh they love they love tearing her apart I don't consider her the villain of the season at all. I don't, I think it really is in the edit. That's just my yeah. little side rant. Um, but this look, uh, the swim look is a pretty interesting little, I, you can't really call that a, a one piece because what <laughs> one piece has that? swimmer cat lady. It is really well done. It's very professional, sure. but it was kind of missing something for me. Like, the details were too small. Um, it didn't really read from afar. And I I mean, I guess a synchronized swimmer is a cat lady. Like I didn't quite get the logic. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. I, I mean, the, I understand it probably is swim suit material, but I don't understand how anyone could wear that in the pool. You know what I mean? <laughs> like the skirt aspect to it and the the shirt barely covers the tits. And I get it's fun. It's a cat theme I don't know it just was it was a it was very weird to me you're right I think something is missing from it but also I don't see anyone wearing that in the fucking pool well you know it reminded me of 
of Katya's kind of iconic um, latex synchronized swimmer look oh, uh, yeah. you know, from back in the day. And see, that had dramatic impact from afar. And this is the one thing about runways, you know, people can't always see really, really fine detail, like things like embroidery or a cat print um, on the <laughs> fabric. So, you, you know, you need to, you need to create impact. And I, I think Scarlett did a good job here. Like it's great, but it didn't have the impact that I think she was hoping for. Yeah, that's totally fine. I, oh, am the dumbest person in the world. I was so excited about these runways. I completely forgot. Our, our loyal listeners are probably screaming at me right now. We have a rating system on Not Another Drag Race podcast, and I've completely forgotten to do it for the previous few looks. Because you know what, guys, Oops. I'm I'm entitled to slip up every now and again. Okay, I'm, I'm not perfect. I never said I was, so I just need everyone to remember that. Um, our rating system, uh, Valerie Hex, is if you love a look, you give it a yes, and if you don't like a look, you give it a pass. So. Okay. If uh, let's go back a bit, uh, Vanity Milan's little yellow one piece number, yas or pass? Pass. Same, pass, pass. And Kitty Scott Claws, I'm going to give that a yas. Yas from me too. Oh, I love it when we agree. And uh, but Scarlet Harlot, I'm sorry, I'm going to have to give a pass. Yeah, pass. It was well done. <laughs> it looks good up close, but um, this the storyline wasn't there. Like if she's a cat lady and a synchronized swimmer, give us a little story about drowning your cat or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> something was missing. Pass. Oh, my God. I'd love that. I'd love to hear in the voiceover, I just drowned me cat. Yes. And you could, work, you could work that into a pussy joke, I'm sure. Um, so next on the runway is Elle of a Day. This is... I mean, this is pretty chic for a swimwear look. It is kind of similar to Kitty's uh, with the patterns, but I, I'm really into it. The makeup is very, uh, like, pretty jaudy, especially with the hair. What do you yeah. think of it? Yeah, I mean, it didn't, like, a million percent read as swimwear to me. Like, it looks kind of more like a bodysuit, more like dancewear. Yeah. Uh, you know, where are the floaties or the, the poolside cocktails or I don't know a surfboard <laughs> I, I thought this was I thought this was well done but it wasn't I had like almost no reaction watching it I was like okay like yeah yeah I mean look no reaction I think at this point is fine we've got three runways and we're on our 17th season of drag race this year alone so no one can fault you there it's for me though <laughs> it's a lot <laughs> but it's I, great it's it is great. A lot of people through lockdown, you know. Exactly. Who are we to say that's too much drag? No, more, please, more. For me, Ella, I am going to give it a yes. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give it a pass just because I think Ella does really, really great work, and this, like, she passed the test, <laughs> <laughs> but she didn't capture my attention, so pass. That is okay. This is a democracy. This is not a roomocracy. So you're totally allowed to say whatever you want. And I'm going to say what I think about this. Crystal Versace in this crazy like sea urchin, sea monster kind of thing. I never would have expected to get this from Crystal, which is why I'm obsessed with it. Yeah, she's she's super committed. You know, she's, mm. she's in it. Like she's in this bitch. 
uh, I like the look. I thought it could have been elevated a little more, maybe with some more um, varied materials, like, for example, some sort of more shiny materials in there to kind of uh, emulate, like, the, the glitter on the surface of the water. Mm. Um or something kind of more iridescent. Like I found that a lot of the fabrics were all matte and that kind of absorbs the light rather than adding dimension. But her makeup looked great. She was gluing a chocolate starfish on her face. Um, She's not, uh, she has a very high standard, but she's not afraid to push herself in different directions. Yes, totally. Oh yeah, it's an absolute yas. I never would have expected Crystal to put on a bolt, to do bold cap makeup. And all those, I mean, it's it's kind of a, a nasty look and she committed to it. Like you said, I, 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 I agree. She could have elevated it more because it is very like, there's just strands of green shit hanging off a bodysuit, but I'm still living. And I think, um, mm. I mean, I, I sound like a hypocrite. This is very much what Michelle did later this episode, which I'm going to complain about, but <laughs> it's, it's still an absolute yas. I think Crystal did an amazing job with this. I I'm reminded a little bit of like Art Simone's sea monster look. Oh yeah. You know, is 10 times better, but Crystal <laughs> is, is awesome. And all that, <laughs> all that time she spent not <laughs> having sex. She has clearly <laughs> spent getting good at drag and she's very good at drag. You mean to tell me I could have been an amazing drag queen after this long without having sex. Damn. I have wasted my time in lockdown. <laughs> You have to re-channel the energy or something. I don't know. (laughs) Oh, my God. I love it. So after that runway, Rue did ask them, they didn't give any critiques because that's coming till later. They've got to get into another fucking look and they've got only an hour to do it. Yeah. Now, not a lot of time, especially because getting out of a look can take time too. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Like how much time would you require in, on average between, between looks, between little numbers? Well, I'm a cabaret queen, right? And in mm. Yummy, it's it's like short format variety. Um, so I am a quick change queen. Like sometimes I've had to get out of one look completely into another look mm. in three minutes. Um, so like I'm, she sprints, she sprints. So but what you're that- saying is you would own this challenge? <laughs> yeah, they 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 better look out. But, you know, some of my costumes are designed that way from the beginning. Like there's just one zip and everything is like very kind of uh, pieced together in a a special way so that it's very easy to take off your shoes, take off one piece, put on one piece, change your shoes. And yeah, I usually change wigs as well. But um, with that amount of time, there's no time to, to glue. You just have to cross your fingers and say a prayer. Oh, God, Monique Hart can relate. Um, that was a way throwback. I'm sure Monique has learned how to pin her wigs down and, and tape that shit up. That's that's so irresponsible of me. Um, I got to mention, though. She is the, my favourite narrator, like, that the show <laughs> has ever had in their confessionals. And may long live that 
busted cartwheel that she did. <laughs> Remember that busted cartwheel? I love her. Who could I forget? It. <laughs> it, was, it was one of my favorite moments on Drag Race ever. It was gravity defying. Uh, this second runway, which was charity shop chic, chic. Jeez, mm. I almost said a slur. Um, <clears throat> this, I loved this idea. And as I said earlier, this would be op shop for us. Um, I'm assuming there's going to be a challenge on Down Under Season 2 that's very op shop based. Oh, no, that was, wasn't that already there? Oh, no, that was garbage, wasn't it? Did it season one have a garbage? <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. I'm so sassy. I'm really happy that we did get an actual appearance from Miss Charity Shop Sue, who, um, did you know who she was before Crystal even did her last week? No, I had no idea. That is okay. I don't think many people do. I only know of her because I follow some British people on like Instagram, Twitter, who would do like memes of, of her. And so that's literally all I knew about her. And uh, I was excited to see her though, because I like a little bit of comic relief and I mm. like breaking things up with little guests. So it was exciting to have her, but the Queens all had to go through racks and racks of uh, charity shop outfits. Now, are you familiar with an op shop? Can you walk in there and come out with something great? Me? Yes, you. Of course. I mean, uh, an op shop is really where all drag begins, you know? It's, it, it's where the, the clothing of dead people is born again. <laughs> into alternative and baby drag fantasies i mean i yeah i all my all my looks were op shop looks and um it's fun you know you can learn to sew by taking apart clothes and putting them back together and you know if you're on a budget op shops are the way the truth and the light <laughs> wow you just you just giving us all the slogans aren't you that's amazing <laughs> Well, let's get into, <laughs> besides, I mean, there's not a lot to talk about when in terms of them getting ready other than Crystal took her fucking time because she spent so much on her makeup, which makes sense because her last look was a lot. And then she had to completely switch it up. Um, as we mentioned she's earlier. She's committed to that drag life. Oh, completely. And who yeah. could fault her for that? Well, you could in this challenge because <laughs> you need to be masterful with your time. Um, How many times did Charity Shop Sue say Paris and Milan? <laughs> like, I was, it was a lot. She said it a lot of times. Can somebody please count and let us know? <laughs> she probably gets like a royalty every time she does. Um, it's probably on a merch too. You just know she's got that merch, which, mm. you know, good for her. Like she, deserve, she deserves to earn a pretty penny from being an internet sensation. But thankfully, the queens did make the runway on time. They all did their face. Uh, maybe not as much as they might have hoped for, but bitch, this is the challenge. And uh, the runway was charity shop chic. Uh, say that five times without stopping. Um, first on the runway was Kitty Scott Claws. I got to ask you, yeah. what is your opinion on this? Because I am very middle of the road. Oh, okay. So, look, it's a nyas from me. Mm -hmm. I thought it was really great because it represented iconic op shop uh, wear, right, which is like a chunky knit with weird frills, like the, <laughs> the kind of thing you're like, who made this? Um, and also garish colours, like the, the bright skirt, you know, something that was in fashion for five minutes and then was promptly thrown in the 
charity bin and then here we are. So, yeah, you know, a knit with frills and a skirt that kills. Um, two thumbs up for me. <laughs> well, uh, you raise a lot of good points. You are convincing me. The, I think the thing for me was that I felt like it was maybe too, I hate that I'm saying this, but I felt like it was a little too simple that she just basic. found, yeah, she just found a shirt and a clashing skirt. Um, but, but they I, were limited to what was there. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. And, and, and she also did what do a, fits them. Usually, okay. My rule usually is if I can't find a reason to yas it, I have to give it a pass. But I do like the color combination a lot because I love me some green. Um, mm. I'm the opposite of Michelle Visage. You know what? Fine. Fuck it. Yep. It's in yas. You know why? Because I like the colors and I love Kitty Scott Claws. <gasps> I converted you. You did. I do that. This happens a lot on the pod. Don't worry. <laughs> a lot of us just can't figure out what the fuck we think. <laughs> Go, Kitty. Kitty is Kitty is great. Kitty makes the world a better place. Next up is Crystal Versace. Uh, this is, okay, everyone was anticipating what was Crystal going to do because she did spend so much time on her look, her makeup look. She ended up coming out with what was essentially, a, well, a low cut, black dress, uh, yeah. very high skirt. She... <laughs> It's so bad. It's so bad. I'm. Is it wrong for me to say because this was charity? She she got it from a charity shop rack. I know she doesn't look fugly, but is that ultimately a bad thing here? Hey, listen. Those that chunky beaded necklace that is so op shop. Like that is so charity shop. So full marks there. Um, <laughs> It's just like, yeah, you know, an, an LBD, right? Like for her and for Chris, uh, for sorry, for Crystal and for Scarlett, it was like, mm. what a boring choice. Like if the theme is charity shop and you go for an, a little black dress, like that is boring, honey. And, you know, Crystal, it's kind of like a bit of a posh spice look, but not done super well. So more like slosh spice. Slosh spice. And yeah, like LBD, what does that stand for? Let's burn this. Like it just, <laughs> the the hem, like the skirt was not done. And I this is the main stage of RuPaul's Drag Race and you're coming out in a, a little Okay, bucket. okay. I was with you for a lot of that. But girl, it's charity shop. They got a bunch of racks sitting in the back of the stage. Come on now. They were extremely limited with what they were given, but what they presented was extremely limited. Like I I wanted some sense of avant-garde, you know? And this is where I was like, God damn, I wish Charity Case was still on the show because <laughs> I would love to see a queen with a brain like that to turn, you know, trash into treasure. Maybe it's just not something I really want to see. Do you know what I mean? I don't, I don't know. It was a fun episode, but I was kind of like, wow, this is like literally you're wearing cheap clothes from an op shop and you're walking down a runway. I was like, I don't, I'm not sure what the value is in this. Maybe what? if they had more time and they can go all um, project runway on it. But, <laughs> yeah. But- if they, I, I, well, I'm with you there. If they had more time, it probably would have been better. I'm just gagged by the fact that we've found a way to be a reverse elitist. Like, <laughs> <laughs> It's yeah. not it's not op shop enough. It's not cheap enough. <laughs> like in the end, at the end of it all, I, I am gonna give it a yas. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, but I am. I just think she looks great and she managed to do something pretty, pretty good considering she didn't have a lot of time. 
Uh, sorry, that's just me. Okay, it's a pass from me for Crystal, but I still love her. That's could, good. I'm glad I you said that. You know she listens. It's a pass. Yeah, Crystal. Hey. <laughs> They're all listening. Who? How can how can they resist the smooth Aussie accent? <laughs> discussing their drag from people like myself who have never done it. Um, next on the runway is Ella the Day. I am got okay. Look, this is definitely op shop. I, I've seen dresses like this. Yes, like ev- in a salvo shop. It's just this material. The, the polyester. She is a polyester princess. I can smell this dress. That fabric oh, yes. does not breathe. That is op shop. And, and the, the green, that is, is it teal or is it, what would you call that color? What am I thinking of? Oh, fucking cerulean. <laughs> yes. It's more cerulean than teal. Like teal has a, a dash of green in it. Okay. I'm, I'm a bad gay. I can't believe I forgot that quote from the most iconic Meryl Streep performance that's ever been. What, what, what do you think? Nyas or a pass? Cause I'm, I'm really leaning towards a big Nyas on this one. Look, once again, I, I was struck by going, this this is a fucking boring ass category. Really? I mean, that, that is the ugliest necklace I've ever seen. And and so yeah. that's fugly. But I wanted more. I wanted it to be fuglier. Um look, it's a nyas for me because I think she met the brief. Uh like it's fugly and it's op shop. So nyas. It uh, is very op shop. I mean, I, I swear my nana had a dress like this. Um I just can't get over like that pattern. It's just so, and, but I think she did a great job with the colors because she, it's very pastel as well with the pink belt, the yellow necklace, even though it's ugly as hell, it's still, the colors complement each other very well. And the wig, it's like uh, violet. I, I, I think she absolutely nailed it. It's probably one of my favorites of this category, to be honest with you. Next on the runway is Vanity Milan. Uh, She's pulling out the orange uh, with that orange number and a, a nice little kitty cat wig. Oh, what do they call it? A bus driver? I can't keep up with what they yeah, call it. Yeah, a pussycat wig. Um, pussycat wig. Uh, yeah, Angelina Tangerina. <laughs> um, very op shop. You know, there's always a sequin dress in the op shop and and weird uh, clashy colours all around. Um, she totally met the brief. Like, those, yeah. those beaded necklaces. Yeah, she did well. I think Vanity, uh, she is my pick for this part of the runway. Okay, interesting. She's my favourite. I will say now she's actually wearing a cerulean belt, um, very much like the one in Devil Wears Prada. And I do, I really do love that color on her. The judges liked it too. Uh, yeah, sequin dresses, uh, hate them so much. My friend of mine wore a sequin dress to her 18th. And when I went to go give her a hug, one of the sequins was like popping out a little bit and it literally cut my arm as I went to go give her a hug. And oh. I've never forgiven sequins since that day. Well, beauty is pain, honey. <laughs> No, it wasn't my beauty. I couldn't give a shit about hers, okay? (laughs) I give a shit about not bleeding out my arm. I never said beauty hurts the the beautiful person. (laughs) It hurts everyone else. Yeah, it's usually our eyes. I would have been able to handle that. Um, But for me, yeah, vanity is an absolute nyas. Nyas, yes. Well, something tells me you won't say the same about Scarlet Harlot, who (laughs) is uh, going down the runway, as we mentioned, in a nice little... LBD, little black dress, uh, also very sequiny, and it is, it's, it, it is literally like a charity shop version of a posh spice little black dress. Yeah, look, <laughs> there's nothing special here. It is, 
it's kind of giving me like a bit of a washed out like Julia Roberts in Pretty Woman. And I think we can rename that to like Pretty Wooden. It's just... <laughs> It's just common. It's not. It's nothing special. And Scarlet Harlot is a great drag queen. I think they all of them were done done a bit dirty with with this uh, with this challenge. So. Blame it on the challenge. Blame it on the challenge. Blame it on charity shops soon. <laughs> that bitch. <laughs> she hugged all the good stuff for herself. Oh man, who would have thought the renaissance of Charity Shop Sue on Drag Race Season 3 would be met with such vitriol from Valerie Hex. My God. <laughs> she knows what she's doing. She's she's fabulous. She's a powerful woman. She's in, in charge. And um, bless her. And she, I mean, her viewership would have gone up significantly from oh, yeah. the exposure she's gotten on Drag Race UK Season 3. So Anya, Sonia, that's what I say. Good save. Um, this is Scarlett's look is definitely a pass from me though. Next. <laughs> I did love though in the in the critiques later on when they did everyone's critiques, they mentioned um this little black dress number from Scarlett. Rue said uh to have that on top five on drag race, even with the runway being charity shop, Rue said it felt like a bit of a cop-out. Do you agree? <sighs> <laughs> I think it was hard for all of them to excel. They were given a very short amount of time and a very limited uh, selection. So I just think this was a a bit of a a bit of a boring challenge in general. Like I like the fugly thing. Fugly is fun. Um, totally. But I just wanted like really fugly. Like don't give me basic. Don't give me plain. Give me like ridiculously bad you know what i mean like something that creates a reaction so that when you come out on the runway the audience is is gooped and gagged and everything in between you know what i mean but if you if you come out looking like scarlet harlot just in a kind of nice little black number from a charity shop like what do you want me to say what do you want me to say to that well (laughs) done yes no i love it i love i i love everything you're saying um i'm just upset um no one on drag race uk thought to do a um chappelle corby look i think that would have gone over really well (laughs) hey karen (laughs) karen no you're listening hope you're doing well in the uk now this this final runway is the one this is what we've been waiting for they only had 30 minutes to prepare mm. their looks. Obviously, this isn't stuff being made uh, in the workroom. They brought this look uh, into the competition. It is ugly but fashionable. Yes. Um, and this I is also what we we're waiting for. This, this is what is, we came for. We bought our tickets to see this. Yeah, we're, we we don't pay fourteen dollars a month uh, for a stand subscription for anything less. This is what we're here for. <laughs> and uh, ugh, again, third runway, thirty minutes to get this together out of nowhere rue comes over the mic and just says rue Rue just goes get a move on girls there's no time Mm. but there's plenty of time for another chat because (laughs) one of the girls mentioned uh hey has anyone had any funny like on stage mishaps (laughs) my wig fell off (laughs) my wig that was vanity she said oh my wig fell off but i made it part of my number 
Mm. Okay, I'm glad you guys are spending your very, very small amount of time talking about just funny little gags that happen at the gigs. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought that, I mean, it's relatable content though. Like every drag queen has had a, a wig go flying at one point or another. Oh, I'm um, sure. Yeah. I mean, but- I haven't, I don't think I've seen one live to be honest with you. But then again, most of the shows I see, the queens aren't like going they don't treat the stage like a fucking drag race lip sync. Like they're not pussy pounding every two <laughs> seconds. Like they're, they're actually, there's an art to it. There's a real refined art to it. <laughs> Guys, let's get into this final runway. It was, uh, of course, fugly, but fashionable. Now, first up was Elle of a Day. It was, I mean, a purple-yellow combination. And, I mean, the shirt, it's it's not even connected to the pant. It's it's like chaps. She was very clear about the fact that she hated wearing chaps, but it was fierce. It's great. I I love this. is very unusual tartan. It's it's garish and clashy, like straight off the bat. Um, I love her kind of half poncho, half aerobics, half rodeo with the chaps. Um, and what was what was a ruse joke? Is that what they mean by chapped lips? Like that is fucking <laughs> funny. That is so funny. She looked great. It was fashion for sure. It was fugly for sure. Um, the big kind of jumbo sequins that are like attached up the top. I was like, ew, remove them. But then I was like, no, no, <laughs> they make it fugly. Like they they yeah. take it into into the bad taste category so i think she i think she nailed it nyas oh tens across the board nyas i think it this is okay it might be my favorite of this runway but we'll we'll get into it guys um (laughs) next up is vanity milan in what looks like she just uh cut out um the leather of a leather bed and just turned it into a dress and I say that as someone with a with a leather bed, um, not for the reasons you think. It just looks awesome. Show me, <laughs> show us, describe it. How does it feel? You wear leather pajamas. <laughs> Wouldn't that be the look, though? Oh my god, serving <laughs> nighttime realness. That should be a runway. Make it leather, but make it night. I don't know. <laughs> then well, I always say pajamas count as evening wear. They are. <laughs> Um, look out for that on season two of Down Under. I okay, so Vanity really is going to town with this this leather dress, and it is like a parachute. It's like a leather fucking parachute, and it looks, I it's it is fashion. Yeah, I can see this on a runway for sure. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, kind of. It's giving me sort of like funeral sleeping bag. It's giving me like Duna resuscitate. Get it. Um, <laughs> Somebody called it a wedding dress, and I was like, what? How? In what way is that a wedding dress? No one, even if it was white, no bride would wear that as a wedding dress. It, that ain't a wedding dress. That, I'm, that's, a, that's a divorce dress, maybe. Oh, yeah, um, divorce party. Totally. But, yeah, it's giving me fashion. You know, I can imagine, like, Rihanna including this, like, in a Fenty show. Um, I didn't really think her her head like her he- her wig and her headpiece i didn't think it was that special but i thought the um this duna this dramatic duna was really <laughs> really fun it was really fashion 
I fucking lived that she had a whole look under there and a reveal. Um, Because I just didn't even, you know, of course everybody does reveals, but I just didn't think that it was a reveal. It was a a legit surprise to me. Up up the makeup skills, honey. Get like (laughs) buddy up with like just a really good wig stylist and she's got it. She's got it in the bag, but she's not Mm -hmm. there just yet. I couldn't agree with you more. That's exactly how I've been feeling about Vanity all season. I will say, I mean, like her makeup look tonight, we even got a close-up version in Untucked. Um, It did, I can still see her face underneath her makeup. Like, do you know what I mean? Like it's, I I really appreciate a queen who can make me go from, you know, normal to, whoa, who is this person? You look amazing. Like, Well, that is, those are the hallmarks of drag transformation drag makeup is more like special effects special effects makeup and less like beauty makeup because you're blocking out your brows you're completely changing the shape of your face you're adding you know upper and lower lashes you're contouring out like you're sculpting a different form um and yeah when you when a queen like vanity kind of just basically wears street makeup it doesn't sculpt a different form. It just emphasizes her natural beauty. And she does, she's naturally beautiful, but you know, you need to transform as well, or you need to show us that you can. Yeah, absolutely. I I've I felt that way all season, but I always get weird, even though like I think last week or the week before I said something about how just because I don't do drag doesn't mean I'm, we're commenting on a TV show, guys. Like if I watch Project Runway. I know nothing about designing, but if I see a dress I hate, I'm going to say I hate a dress. If I watch Idol and I hate someone's performance, I'm going to be like, that, that was shit. I didn't like that. So as much as I have not done drag, therefore I've never put on drag makeup, I still know what looks good to me. and <laughs> I'm still having an opinion on it. Um, and if I get the feeling if people had a problem with that, they wouldn't be listening right now. <laughs> well, everybody has, yeah, thoughts and, and feelings and opinions and um, when you enter a competition, you are you're entering a relationship with criticism, um, and there can only be one winner, right? So if you have thirteen other queens, then you know you'll you'll have thirteen people who don't win. But by simply mm-hmm. being a drag artist and living your best life, pursuing your dreams, and constantly growing, you are a winner like you're winning at life this is just a a silly tv competition it's ultimately not that important thank you Um, but connecting with community and comparing yourself to yourself is what matters because Mm -hmm. nobody has had the same journey as you've had and if you if you feel like you're you know copying criticism or something like that um you know be careful like mental health is so important and you need to know you need to learn when to switch off and go I'm not engaging with this or I'm going to hire someone else to run my social media while I'm you know oh yeah um process of becoming famous but yeah it's not it's a competition you're inviting criticism you're you're literally being compared to everyone else like that's that's the weird and wonderful world that it is you know maybe there's space for a, a another drag tv show that's not a competition but it's more like performance based mm. and it's it's a creative um it could be a creative thing where you you have different acts perform but people aren't eliminated you know what i mean there's scope for that too like producers get onto it <laughs> 
Totally. Now, how much are you charging for these mentoring sessions? <laughs> um, I would like a stick of gum. Oh, perfect. It's got tons of those. Oh, this is going to be, um, my life is about to change, you guys. We need Valerie Hex in our lives and you're welcome for me doing that for you today. <laughs> um, next up on the runway was Crystal Versace. Uh, this, again, was a look I would not expect from someone who has given us what she's given so far. I loved it. The crazy coloured, uh, Michelle said it was like Moschino kind of uh, massive coat, the, the fur, the, the eyes, the, it was very pop art the wig with 18 different colors <laughs> popping out of it. I, I can't describe it enough. I, I, I really loved it. I really, really loved it. I adored it too. She's giving us Picasso poodle. Uh, <laughs> the colors are garish. It's fugly because it, it's sort of like bad taste, but it's fashion and it fashion. works like cohesively. It, it has a story. Um, it kind of is linked into, you know, what some other incredible designers like B. Calla in New York are doing or like Discount Universe who are, are, are from Melbourne originally. Um, it's, it's not simple, but it still speaks. It has high, high, high impact. And that was what I was talking about before, right? On a, on a runway like this, you can't see the finest of details. Like if you have really, really fine crystals, like you, if you stoned a look with the smallest of crystals, you probably can't see them. And so like a chunkier, larger crystal might actually be a better option for a drag race runway. But, you know, the second crystal steps out on stage, the, it hits you, the impact hits you straight away. The silhouette is great. I am proud of her. She did us all proud. This was a absolute goal. Well done, Crystal. It's it's probably my biggest nyas of the night. I'm not going to lie. I yeah. I oh, I think it is the absolute definition of fugly, but fashionable. Yeah, exactly. It's it's so bad. It's good. It's awesome. Hundred percent. I'm oh, I'm so happy with it, and I just think. Well, we've got one more queen to talk about, so let's talk about it. Um, <laughs> uh, very quickly, though, uh, Scarlet Harlot walked out in what is, I mean, it is very uh, EastEnders. It's very, um, what, like the, the velour tracksuit with a combination of pink and leopard print. It is, and some very, very high Ugg boot heels from the looks of it, which I don't think, um, I don't know if you can buy them retail. So good for her for finding them. I uh, don't like it though because I don't think it's fashion. <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> what's fashion? I mean, it Michelle Visage saw it as fashion. It you know Michelle Visage is uh, from Jersey, and I think we all know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> well, they have their own value set, and and that counts too, but. Yeah, doing this like chavy, like Vicky Pollard look, like yeah, very like, Vicky Pollard. It's like sticky Pollard. Um, it's kind of a, actually. I thought it was a little bit too well done for the chavy thing. I mean, maybe maybe she was like, but it's fashion. It has to be well done. So I can see that logic there. But like the hair was like, it was like Vicky Pollard goes to the formal, like goes to prom. 
you know what I mean? It was like actually really good. And the, the details on the tracksuit were like fully embellished and stuff. Like I wanted a little more comedy. Like she had this baby and I she guess did. that she was. She came out with a baby doll. Yeah. I guess that was funny. Um, <laughs> and she had these like really gross teeth, which actually was just gross to me. I didn't find that funny. <laughs> I, had, I was like, ew. Yeah, nah. she wore, um, I think she wore a grill by the looks of it. But it was like a bad, it wasn't like a, a fashion grill. It was like a bad teeth grill, wasn't it? I mean, that, that was my reading of it, that it was like, it's, this is someone who doesn't brush their teeth rather than who has like an expensive right. grill. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I don't know. I've, I also feel like that Vicky Pollardy, Chavy kind of look has been done before. I was going to say, I think it absolutely has, yes. And it just wasn't very funny. It wasn't, and I just don't think, and honestly, look, the, the, the whole style of that look, as you said, the very Chavy, it, I don't think it's ultimately fugly. I just, it's not tasteful, but I don't think it's ultimately fugly. And I also don't think it's fashionable. So that's why for me, it's a big pass. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll pass on it. No, actually, I'll give it a, I'll give it a soft nyas um, <laughs> because there was a lot of detail in it and she had what, Live, Laugh, Love or something on the back. Like, I mean, that Live, Laugh, Love, actually, that's more of like a kind of, you know, like white lady who does yoga thing rather than like a chav, like. What Chav would say, live, laugh, love. Okay, I, I withdraw my pass. I, wait, I withdraw my nyas and I give it a pass. I've, I've, <laughs> let's move on. I'm obsessed with you. It wasn't that it's good. Like, it's like, okay, but I need, a, I need a count for this, but wait, no, but this, but oh, hang on a sec. No, this is great. I live. This is exactly why you're here. Thank you again for being here because I need this kind of energy on a runway, on multiple runways that are the the categories they are um you guys are so welcome for having for me having valerie on the pod this week i need to make that clear um finally i forgot about her and i'm so sorry for forgetting about her our 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 fave miss kitty scott claus yes kitty um i think we all remember what she (laughs) wore the um (laughs) The uh, ugly ass shirt that is covered with a sweater sweater vest. What does it say? It says Kitty Kitty Lady, Kitty lady. Um, with a big ass cat. Um, the the uh, the skirt is making it even worse. She did a reveal though, which was hilarious, to just a shorter skirt. Um, and of course, the wig, huge glasses, and the the fake teeth are back. What, honest to God, what are your thoughts? <laughs> Well, I, I was like, in what world is this fashion? It's fugly mm-hmm. and it's fun. I love the braces. I love the glasses. I just love Kitty. Like, she makes me feel good. <laughs> and I just, I love seasoned professional queens who know what they're doing and, <laughs> you know, who don't, who aren't trying with, you know, a thousand and eighty percent like effort. Like, she's just got a, a natural effort, effortless, um, professionalism like like there's just nothing else in the world that she should be doing other than being a fabulous drag artist and she's she's so good but yeah I was like I don't know what fashion house would present this on stage like yeah I I gotta say I don't think it was ultimately fugly again kind of similar in the same category as Scarlet's in my own personal opinion tasteless like there's no taste to it 
but not fashion either. Like, uh, so it's, oh, I feel bad about this, but for me personally, I am going to give it a pass. I can imagine a lot of people describing it as fugly. Like she's, you know, she's kind of a obsessive cat lady. She's got braces. She's got glasses. You know, that's something you get made fun of in high school typically. And mm. what's that Mean Girls quote? She's a fugly slut. Um, <laughs> yeah, it is, it's a yes from me because it, she, she really aced A plus on the fugly thing. And on the fashion thing, eh, I don't, I think, I think she missed that. Maybe she just repurposed this costume and was like, I've run out of time. Just take what you can. Um, but Maybe. I did, her face was fashion, you know, and I can, they had mentioned like a Gucci campaign or something. And I can imagine in. No, that that's true. That I remember what, uh, yeah, they, they mentioned a, um, a Gucci campaign that used um, that kind of artwork and um, just the, the general fact that Gucci do have sweater vests that kind of do look like that. <laughs> so yeah. I, I get that. I don't know if Kitty would have known that going into it though. <laughs> uh, well, uh, let's um, give her the benefit of the doubt. Um, <laughs> I'm sure, I'm, I'm sure some runway in Japan has had like that kind of um, silhouette as well sure. in a high fashion context. And um, yeah, it's a yes. Kitty is great. Kitty is great, and um, I I thank you for your honesty. Um, it's okay that we disagree. Um, <laughs> as I said, it's a democracy. Um, but before we get into uh, wrapping up this this wild episode, which I'm sure Rue absolutely loved because it was all shot in one day, <clears throat> I need to bring up some of the judges' critiques that I found a little there. Michelle said that Kitty's final look, which you totally nyas, which again is totally okay. Michelle said Kitty was not fully fashion. She said fashion it was not, but I absolutely loved it. Mm. So in other words, it didn't hit the brief, but it doesn't matter because you loved it. Sometimes that's how it goes. I know, which is so weird. Like, I just, I just find it so bizarre when they literally contradict themselves right there and fucking there. <laughs> yeah. Well, they don't have a standardised criteria. It's kind of based on, you know, a strategic construction of a narrative. They're, they're creating a plot where there is no plot and keeping things interesting um but you know it's it's it is it is impulsive but i i think i think generally they always choose the right winner when i look back at drag race seasons um always well oft, often when i <laughs> think about some of the winners and i've rewatched their season i'm like oh of course like i didn't see it coming at the time but now I see that was absolutely the right choice, and that person has has really carried the um, carried the crown, you know, immaculately. Not not always. I mean, I think they probably regret crowning Tyra Sanchez. <laughs> bomb threat, but uh, <laughs> other than but you know, Tyra just moved on in her life. Like she she didn't want to be sucked into this world. But I'd say they really know how to pick a winner. Yeah, I don't disagree with you there. And I do, but uh, uh, 
do we think Kitty Scott Claus was this week's rightful winner? Because she did win her first repeater badge. What do we think? Well, that you know, as I said, they have to create a plot where there is no plot. And so <laughs> we've had an exceptional professional queen like Skitty, <laughs> Skitty, <laughs> like Kitty, um, being the one queen who does not have a repeater badge. And, yes. and, you know, so they, well, this week appeared to be her moment, whether that was kind of engineered to happen that way or whether... Yes. That's just the way the cookie crumbled. Um, yes. We'll never know. But uh, oh, we know. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I think they only gave her the win this week because she didn't have a repeater badge. Sorry, my personal opinion. And honest to God, everyone, Rue asked all of them what their favorite outfits were. None of them said crystals. Honestly, I think crystals was the best. And I think crystals should have won this week's challenge. Crystal would have been a great choice for sure. Her um, oh, I was expecting a bad reaction to that. Thank you. <laughs> no, she, she, her swimwear was great. Uh, her her um, charity shop fashion oh. was amazing. Amazing, um, and the charity shop was just basic as fuck. But you know, she was she was kind of caught off guard because she had to take off her um, demon mermaid look and then put on a whole new look. Well, that's the thing. I think a lot of them do that. They they all had at least one look that was a little on the on the weaker side, which I think made for a pretty interesting final result. And why I think the judges did have such a hard time because I I was listening to them. Usually, I like to fast forward through the critiques when they're all sitting there saying, "Now, just between us, squirrel friends," because I'm like, I already know what 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 they think. Let's just move on. But um, I was excited to hear more, and I was excited to hear what Alicia Dixon said. Um, She even disagreed with Alan Carr, which I loved because you know. I love Alan Carr, but what does he know about fashion? Uh, <laughs> whoops. But, uh, I mean, just stick to the jokes, funny guy. Just stick to the jokes. No, that I'm totally kidding. <laughs> I'm totally kidding. Um, but uh, you guys, not surprisingly, this was a tough bottom two to choose because I think, as I said, I think everyone had at least one look that was a little weak, but I think everyone genuinely did a pretty good so that, but that's why I wasn't surprised that the bottom two were Scarlet Harlot and Vanity Milan. Um, I know, I know the judges loved Vanity's um, third look, and they loved her second look too with the orange. I just feel like the only reason they went with them in the bottom was because they have probably the worst track record. What do you think? I thought Scarlet had a pretty av- average week. She definitely did. She was, I understood what she was in the bottom, but Vanity, it was a, it was a weird one. Vanity, she didn't smash it out of the park. And when you're down to the final five, you know, you, you just, your your drag has to be incredible. Um, But in the lip sync, she was amazing. I mean, that, the spin that she did. Girl, let's talk about that lip sync because we can argue all day as to why Vanity was in the bottom all we want. But let's face it, she was, and so was Scarlett. I, I get it. It's not great, but I get it. At least we get Vanity doing a lip sync because, boy, she's she knows good. how to do those. Oh, she's really good. Cool. Yeah. She's powerful. And what um, a song to do it to. You have no idea. I was hoping for either The Boy Does Nothing by Alicia Dixon or a banger from Mystique. And, yes, we got a banger from Mystique. Scandalous. We got that banger. 
Oh, what it a great, great song. I would have loved All I Want, the Sunship remix, but I'm happy we got Scandalous. Uh, <laughs> this lip sync, I'm so glad Vanity ripped off that Duna and she gave us <laughs> Duna something to work with. <laughs> yeah. I, I, yeah, what do you, I mean, did you think Scarlett even had a chance? I think Scarlett knew that she was like dead meat, you know, like <laughs> Vanity just came out with this like energy, like she's coordinated, she can move, she can perform. Um, but, you know, that same thought, like she had this great look with with all these chains and so on. But for me, it just still isn't quite giving me drag. Like drag for me needs to be larger than life. It needs to be mm-hmm. like commentary on on gender norms it needs to be twisting it in some way amplifying it um and so when you see someone just kind like when when a a a normal girl at a party would kind of wear a look like that yeah i'm i'm a bit underwhelmed um but a normal girl at a party would not wear that giant big doona thing um (laughs) and so so, so Vanity is giving us something a bit special. And, and so I, I take my hat off to her. I fully agree. And it didn't surprise me at all that she was the victor. And um, which, does, which does mean Scarlet Harlot did sashay away. Plenty of my previous guests on the pod are probably leaping with joy today because they just can't contain their disdain for the girl. Um, I don't agree. I thought she was a great addition to this season and I've enjoyed watching her. Um, she did uh, leave... In her lipstick message, I noticed she saw, uh, she wrote, maybe now you'll get a word in edgewise. <laughs> <laughs> right. Bit of a chatty Kathy, that one. So awesome to be able to talk about this episode with you, Valerie Hex. Thank Yay. you so, so much for making time to be with me. You're an absolute superstar. Can you tell everyone uh, where they can follow you and uh, where they can see you live and all that good thing? <laughs> We can follow me around the streets of Brunswick. <laughs> awesome. We'll do. Um, no, follow me at Valerie underscore Hex. Um, Yummy is my drag cabaret show that I run and we we do performances all the time. Uh, so just look out for it. And um, yeah, don't be a stranger. Say hi. I love to meet new people. And as, as Melbourne reopens and as the world reopens, uh, I look forward to, you know, new relationships and growing our beautiful community. You know it. Girl, we're absolutely getting a drink at the next Yummy show uh, or the next time you see me at Molly's, which will probably be every single weekend from here until the end of summer. Um, Just putting that out there. If anyone else listening wants to come say hi. (laughs) But um, guys, get on it. Go follow Valerie on Insta. Go to a Yummy show. There's so much drag awesomeness happening in Melbourne now that we are opening up. And in a few weeks' time, we'll be able to dance again. So there's a J-Lo song about that. Um, so, yeah, get, let's get on the beers, as Dan Andrews would say. And while you're following Valerie on Instagram, if you're not following Not Another Drag Race pod, you're an idiot. Go to Instagram and follow Not Another Drag Race pod. We're posting fun stuff over there. And make sure you subscribe to the podcast, whatever platform you're listening on. I know plenty of you like to listen on Apple Music, but I'm a Spotify person myself. Um, but wherever you're listening, make sure you're up to date because we've got new episodes out every week. And it is, I, I've said it before, I'll say it again, Canada is coming. I just can't do two episodes a week. I'm only one man. So please stick around for that as well. Until next week, which uh, looks like it's going to be an acting challenge, 
very quickly, Valerie, how do you think you would do on an acting challenge on Drag Race? Well, I'm always acting the fool, so <laughs> pretty well. We have a long-standing tradition where we on the podcast where we make fun of every single one because of how horrible they are written. But who knows? This one might might break the mold. You never know. Well, we can't wait to see it. <laughs> exactly. You know how you can hear us bitching about said acting challenge? By subscribing to the podcast. Can't say it fucking enough. So, again, thank you, Valerie Hex, so much for joining us. You're an absolute superstar. We'll see you next week, everyone. Goodbye. Goodbye.